Welcome back to a very special edition of Wall of Sound up against the wall. My name is Brownie. I'm your podcast host as normal. Episode 81 today. Only 40 off the episode I should have done this for, but I'm very stoked to reveal I have Cone from Sum 41 joining me today. The guys have their brand new album, Order and Decline, coming out on Friday. And uh, obviously, we're supposed to do an interview with uh, Viata's Murder this week. I've had to push that back because it's not often you get an opportunity to talk to a band like this who have been in the industry for almost 20 years and covered so much in that time. From the early pop-punk years to the now metal band they have become, we are going to go over everything that Sum 41 have done to make a name for themselves since their formation in 1996 all the way through until this new album coming out in 2019. But like every great story, unless you're quitting Tarantino, let's start from the very beginning. Back in the early days, the band were known as Casper and featured Derek Wibley on guitar, Steve-O32 on drums, then bassist Richard Roy, and John Marshall was the band's vocalist at the start of their conception. However, after a bit of a recommendation from their manager to have Derek up front, he left the band. But in doing so, that's when they introduced Davey B. The Brown Sound as the band's lead guitarist. Derek took over the role of rhythm guitar after that, and the band were on their way. However, they were involved in a near-fatal car accident, which resulted in Richard leaving the band. But it wasn't long before they filled that position with Mr. Jason McCaslin, a.k.a. Cone. The band also changed their name from Casper to Sum 41 because they played a show which took place on the 41st day of their summer vacation in high school. And the rest, as they say, is history. Fast forward to the year 2000, the Canadians released their debut EP called Half Hour of Power, which many fans considered to be a plethora of musical tastes. However, when they first put this out, they were categorised in the pop-punk category, setting themselves up for popular mainstream success a little bit later on. Right now, it's time to get on a couple of songs from that EP, kicking it off with my personal favourite, Grab the Devil by the Horns and Fuck Him Up the Arse. This is Sum 41 on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Up against the walls, some 41 special.
This is Sum 41 on Wall of Sound, up against the wall. Most men of science can't die, so 
David's Possessed Hair slash What We're All About on Wall of Sound up against the wall, the Sum 41 special. Now, you might remember What We're All About was actually on the Spider-Man 1 soundtrack, the one with Tobey Maguire, but I'm getting way too ahead of myself. That comes later on in the years. I wanted the flashback right now to their early days coming out in Canada. Now, obviously, we didn't see the guys down here until like the middle of the 2000s or so, but Heather Campbell, she's a massive fan of the podcast, listens in every week. You were there for the conception in the early years of Sum 41. I sure was. I grew up in Canada. I only moved here seven years ago, so I know all about them. <laughs> so take us back to those early years. Obviously, you know, the only incarnations we saw of Sum 41 were when they were a household name known around the globe. You saw them in those early years. Like, what were they like back then? Um, I actually saw them when they first toured where I'm from, Prince Edward Island, and a band called Treble Charger took them on tour because Greg Norrie, who's the singer from Treble Charger, co-wrote most of the songs on All Killer No Filler. And um, yeah, they were just crazy kids that were our age back in the day. And when I think I saw them in 2000, when Makes No Difference had just broken on Much Music. And it it was insane. It was like, you know, a $15 gig. Which is just mental to think about. I mean, like, we have bands in Australia that we've been seeing for years, and you would go to those shows, for example, $12, $10, whatever. To see Sum 41 for $10 back in the day, that's absolutely mental. I can honestly say I haven't paid that to see them now. (laughs) It's a lot more. Yeah, you know, inflation kicks in, and when you kind of get a little bit popular, you can charge a little bit more. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, you have seen them more recently in more recent times. Do they still have that energetic performance like they did back in those days or were they a bit wilder then because they were a bit younger? Uh, No, I think they still got it, (laughs) much like ourselves. Um, Yeah, I don't think they've matured anything, any way, shape or form. I think they're still their original Sum 41. As the years went by, we're going to talk about the albums that they put out and obviously the comings and goings of all the members. How do you feel the band has progressed from those early years to where they are now? Um, I'm not really sure because seeing them before back in the day, they didn't have a real audience and they were just trying to get everyone to listen to them. And I think now they can write for themselves. They don't have to write for other people. Yeah, so essentially they've got to that point now where people are going to listen regardless and just people are going to be more open to criticism, whether they like something or whether they don't like something. Exactly. There's, their name stands for everything now, you know. They've got the backing. All right, well, let's flash back to that debut album the guys put out, All Killer No Filler. Here is Fat Lit by Sum 41 and Wall of Sound up against the wall. Touch 
That's right, fuckers. This is Sum 41 on Wall of Sound, up against the wall.
In Too Deep on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall from the band's debut studio album, All Killer No Filler. Growing up throughout high school, uh, which I attended between the years of 2000 and 2004, I remember watching Channel V and seeing nothing but videos from Korn, Limp Bizkit, Sum 41, Blink 182 and Green Day. Especially that one as well too, making me want to jump off the top diving board at our local swimming pool. I was petrified of heights, but after watching that, a whole bunch of us went down to the local pool and did cartwheels off it and things like that and got kicked out so I guess you could say Sum 41 are very influential when it comes to our upbringing especially through those teenage years and I'm not alone in that factor I mean talking about bands like Blink 182 and Green Day during around that time all you would listen to was Sum 41 and those bands and you go to these shows or you pass around the CDs back in the day from mate to mate and that's how these bands kind of spread throughout our high school and our teenage lives. It was around the late 90s and early 2000s as well where uh, the success of American Pie really skyrocketed bands within the pop-punk genre to international success and Sum 41 were caught up in that when their songs were featured in the American Pie 2 soundtrack which still, after all of these years, is one of the greatest movie soundtracks of all time especially for those who grew up within that scene. But the thing is, Sum 41 never categorised themselves as a pop-punk band. They were just sort of given that label because of their association to bands like Blank, Newfound Glory and that. The thing that I've always said about Sum 41 is they kind of were one of the very first original bands to cross genres throughout all of their releases. And in my opinion, they were a great metal band as well as a punk pop-punk band. So you, you couldn't exactly class them as the one specific style band. And evidence of that was in their song Pain for Pleasure. Now the thing I loved about that song was anytime the band played that live, Derek would jump on the drums and Steve-O32 would get up and do the lead vocals for it. It changed the band only slightly and had elements of like that glam rock metal style akin to that of like Motley Crue from back in the day and proved just how talented this band were in doing metal songs on top of what they were known for in the past. In my opinion, I still think it's one of the best songs the band have released, so I'm going to get that on right now. This is Pain for Pleasure by Sum 41 on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Sound up against the walls, some 41 special. What happened to you? 
From the band's 2002 album, Does This Look Infected? That's the third single, Over My Head, Better Off Dead, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, a song about waking up the next morning and realising what the fuck you did last night. Now, much like Blink-182 when they put out Do Ranch, there was a lot of hype afterwards for what they would do with Enema of the State. Much like those guys, there was a lot of hype surrounding this album as well too, because when you've got such a, an amazing album like All Killer No Filler, you want to be able to back it up and do some great things, especially song-wise. However, for the boys, it was fantastic. What they did was great working in the studio, and the songs they released as singles were just as positively received as the last album. Not only did the band maintain their success with their albums, but their music videos started to get a bit more funnier as well too. I remember the very first time the uh, Still Waiting music video premiered on Channel V. Uh, it was hilarious to see these guys, you know, taking on bands with the in the name. And this is where Some 41 picked up the nickname The Sums from that point with their hardcore fans calling them that because of what happened in the music video itself. If you haven't seen it, you're a dickhead. You need to go track it down and go watch it. It features the boys meeting up with a record executive who tells them what they should do, how they should change their sound, how they should change their names and the name of the band as well and kind of gave fans a look inside the world of the music industry and how record execs and labels have total control over a band. The music video itself poked fun at bands like The Vines, The Strokes and The Hives with the way they set up their music videos to look like a live performance akin to that of like the Beatles back in the day. Years later, Bring Me The Horizon would do something similar with their music video for Drown. All in all, it was a bit of fun for the band and the fans as well too, and funnily enough, it wasn't the only funny video the guys put out. You should also check out the music video for the whole song, which I'm going to get on next. But right now, let's flash back to Does This Look Infected? This is Sum 41 Still Waiting on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in. Contradiction to tell me what would you say? I'd say it's time. 
Wall of Sound, up against the walls, Sum 41 Special. Sound up against the wall with Brownie. Blame 
sound up against the wall the sum 41 special right now we're in the year 2004 the year the boys released chuck the year i graduated high school and the last album to feature davy b the brown sound uh now when this album came out we had no idea what to expect from the band and obviously we started seeing them head in a more metalized direction with this away from the pop punk roots so they sort of became a bit more known for their rock elements and metal elements as opposed to that fun upbeat pop punk sound from earlier on In saying that, we also saw the band take a more melodic attempt at uh, a softer song, which I'm going to play for you a little bit later on, so stick around for that. During interviews when talking about this album, the band cited that they were listening to a lot of Metallica just before they recorded it. And I'm pretty sure it was around this time as well, too. They were involved with the MTV Icon TV episode where they were obviously highlighting Metallica, and they got Sum 41 to be the house band, and that's where that Metallica medley that the band put together came about. Chuck was a fantastically successful album, selling over 5 million copies around the world, which at the time was huge back in the day for a band of this calibre. 
It was great form for the band. It was well-loved by fans as well, too. And unfortunately, I guess looking forward to the next album, Davey B wanted to follow suit and do a lot more metal on the albums. In 2006, unfortunately, Davey B from the band released a statement through his management company saying he was no longer going to be working with Sum 41 moving forward. I guess with the next album they had planned, they just had different ideas of what they wanted to do musically. Davey started his new band called Brown Brigade, which had that more classic kind of metal style, something which he was known for. I mean, up until this point, we saw plenty of Davey B guitar solos on the album, so maybe he just wanted to do more of that, and that's why I went off to go do his other band. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get on a few tracks from that amazing album, Chuck. Kicking it off with No Reason on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. <laughs> Sum 41 on Wall of Sound, up against the wall.
tried to be perfect, but nothing was worth it. I don't believe it makes me real. I thought it'd be easy, but no one believes me. I'm not all the things I said. If you believe it's in myself, I'd say all the words that I know. Just to see if it would show that I'm trying to let you know that I'm better off on my own. This place is so empty, my thoughts are so tempting. Crazy that nothing can save me, but it's the only thing that I have. If you believe it's in my soul, I'd say all the words that I know just to see if it would show that I'm trying to let you know that I'm better. Ballads they release pieces and wall of sound up against the wall, proving that you don't have to be a metal band putting out metal songs on each and every album. You can show off a softer side, and this is something that Sum 41 have absolutely nailed over the years. Anytime they put their heart and soul into a more melodic, balladesque kind of song, they've always pulled it off with precision, and fuck, they do a great job of it in the process. And talking about ballads, we're going to get a couple on from the band right now that you need to hear. Kicking it off with a song from the band's two 2007 album Underclass Hero. This is with me on Wall of Sound up against the wall. I don't want this moment to ever end. Where everything's nothing without you. I wait here forever just to, to see you smile. It's true, I am nothing without you
Sound up against the walls. Some forty one special.
slowing down And I don't think that I can fight No, somehow You find a way to live your life Remember just to live Every day like it's your last And hold me now Cause I think it's time for me to pass Supposed to grow old with you But that ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. No, that ain't gonna happen Hold me now Cause the time I've got's running out No tears allowed I just wanna feel your head laying on my chest So hold me now as I take my last breath I don't wanna die, I don't know why This kind of fate was meant for me You gotta be strong, gotta move on It's not how it was supposed to be What do I say? It was never supposed to end up this way What do I have to do? Was supposed to grow old with you But that ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. No, that ain't gonna happen Some 41 on Wall of Sound Up against the wall so
from the band's 2016 album 13 Voices, an incredible return to form for Sum 41. That song there is War, a wall of sound up against the wall, a song about Derek Wibley's battle with alcoholism. Now before then you heard the song Crash, which came from the band's 2011 album Screaming Bloody Murder. Now when this was released it received critic reviews left, right and centre. Some were for it, some were against it. Myself, I didn't appreciate it as much as I thought I would compared to other Sum 41 albums. They really tried to do something different on this, but I just couldn't really get behind it as much as I should have. And much like what happened with Chuck earlier on, this was the last album to feature drummer Steve-O32, who announced his departure from the band in 2013. A couple of years later, Steve-O was replaced by Frank Zumo, who remains in the band today. Also during this time, you might remember that frontman Derek Wibley was on his road to recovery after spiralling down out of control following his divorce from Avril Lavigne. He got himself back on the mend again and put out a fantastic follow-up album called 13 Voices I'm going to talk about in a second. Avril Lavigne, however, went on to marry Chad Kroger from Nickelback, so who really won in the end? The good thing about the album 13 Voices was it saw the return of Davey B. And I have to say, when I first laid ears on this album, I could not get enough of it. The album itself made its way into my top four albums of 2016. And the thing I loved most about it was it incorporated a lot of their earlier metal sounds, plus everything the band had learned along the way to get to where they are today. Once again, Derek produced the album, and it was their first one released on new label Hopeless Records. With now five members in the band, it seemed like Sum 41 were unstoppable. Derek up front, David B on lead guitar, Tom Thacker on rhythm and lead guitar as well, too, Cone on bass and Frank Zumo on drums. The thing I was disappointed with the most was we never saw the band do an album cycle in Australia for this album. It will be three years after its release that we would finally see the band hit Australia for Download Festival, which happened earlier on this year in 2019. So unfortunately, by that point in time, the band had already gone through playing a whole bunch of these songs and we're getting ready for the release of the new album, Order and Decline. That's still to come. But right now, let me take you back with a couple of songs from that fantastic album for you. Kicking it off right now with Fake My Own Death on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Yeah. 
That's right, fuckers. This is Sum 41 on Wall of Sound, up against the wall. album 13 voices that's the fall and the rise on wall of sound up against the wall right now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to this guy hey this is cone from the band sum 41 and you're listening to wall of sound up against the wall almost 20 years this band has been pleasing us, raising us and keeping us moshing every time they come down to Australia and they're just about to release their new album Order in Decline. It is my absolute fucking pleasure to welcome Cone from Sum 41 to the show. Mate, welcome. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me. I don't know about raising people, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I'm flashing back to my high school years. So 2000, uh, I started grade eight. And I remember a mate of mine, like through those high school years, gave me one of your albums, um, All Killer No Filler, on a burnt CD. And that was my introduction to Sum 41. So from there, you've technically raised me better than what one of my parents did. How did you turn out? Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot, but uh, I run a business. So, you know, I think I did all right. (laughs) Well, then that's good. And we did our job. Exactly. Now, thinking back to, you know, two two decades in the music industry in this band is such a monumentous achievement. And, you know, in that time, you've done so much. It's so hard to sort of pinpoint favorite moments and and big achievements and things like that. But how often do you sit back and reflect on things that you've done through Sum 41? Um, I mean, not often. Um, It's starting to come up more now because we obviously have this new album coming out. And so we're doing a ton of interviews. And people bring up like old moments and, you know, I'm starting to see like old photos come up on social media and stuff like that. So it makes me, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that time that we played with Tommy Lee or, oh yeah, the, the, Iggy, the Iggy Pop song we did, you know, stuff like that that just like jars your memory from you know, almost 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool to see all this stuff like resurfacing. And look, it just goes to show the connection that you've made with the fans over the years. I mean, like, when you guys first started out, you... I don't want to say that you were classed as, like, a punk, pop-punk kind of band because there were still elements of metal in there. And, you know, over the years, we've seen you mature and, like, move away from, like, the bratty teenagers to these fully-fledged metalheads that you're doing with these albums. Like, it's a, it's an insane progression, but one that I feel like we have grown with you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, the the sound of, like, All Killer got labeled as, you know, pop punk, and that was, like, the new term at the time, you know, obviously Blink had come out, and there was a bunch of bands in our genre that all we all kind of sounded the same, so the, this term was, this pop punk term was coined, um, and, you know, when we were 19 years old, 19, 20 years old, all we really knew was high school life up until that point. Um, so obviously the songs were about that. It was about like what we're going through, what, what life is at the time. And, you know, now we're almost in our 40s. Uh, it's just kind of this album is just kind of where we're at right now. And uh, I think it's just going to keep going in that direction. I don't think we're going to be like making a Slayer album anytime soon. But I think, you know, this heavy fat um, is kind of what we've always really been into. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really into this new album that we've just made. And it's it's fast and aggressive and heavy. And it shows, obviously, you know, where you guys are as musicians. I mean, we caught you down here at our Download Festival earlier on this year exclusively. And throughout the years, I've seen you guys play at, you know, Soundwave Festival, sideshows, things along the lines of that. And, like, every single show I've seen of a Sum 41 show, it's progressively got heavier and heavier. And the most recent time, like, I never got to see Davey B in the band. And at Download Festival, Davey B being back, like, that was a huge achievement for myself to, you know, sort of reflect on the years of growing up with Sum 41. Do you feel like he's brought back a heavy element or has it always been there with you guys? I think it's always been there. Um, there's just a lot of guitar going on all the time. But yeah, even like when Dave was there and we had Scream Bloody Murder in 2011, that was a pretty heavy album. So even even on our poppiest albums we've ever had, like maybe like an Underclass Hero or an Hell Killer, there's always like these little snippets of um, heavy um, or little metal moments. We're, we want to incorporate all of our influences some way without being too like uh, I don't know, like weird and obnoxious with it. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, it's obviously worked for you over the years. And I mean, the, the first taste that we started getting from this new album obviously proves that, you know, the metal is always there and you guys are just, you know, you're exceptional musicians because of the fact that you've been doing it for so long and you got to the point now where it just... It seems like you're doing it with, doing it with ease. Like, uh, Out for Blood, a fantastic fucking song, and one of the best songs, I reckon, to kick off this album cycle, really. Yeah, thanks a lot, yeah. It's always the toughest thing to pick, but I think everyone on this one, it came down to it was either going to be this one or 45, the song that we just released yes. recently as the first song. And uh, I think every, the consensus was, you know, for Blood, it was, uh, it was more to the point and more more us and more had everything kind of going that we do um and we just decided to go with that one and uh you know it's also like collectively probably one of our favorite songs from the record as well so that helps all right well we're going to talk about uh that other single that you were going to release as like the main one in a second 45 but right now let's get on out for blood this is brand new sum 41 on wall of sound up against the wall
Out for Blood by Sum 41 on Wall of Sound up against the wall. The new album Order and Decline out July 19th through Hopeless Records. Cone is on the show and uh, mate, we need to talk about this fantastic single you guys just put out. 45, a matter of time. Fuck you, Trump. I hate you. And I'm glad we have a band like Sum 41 doing a song like this. <laughs> yeah, um, 45 is probably one of the more political songs on the record. You know, it's it, 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 we, on the last record, we were watching a lot of news. Um, so we were seeing everything unfold. Like the CNN was constantly on in our tour bus. Um, so we were just kind of, you know, spectators to this little circus that was going on. And it wasn't by design. It wasn't like we sat down and be like, okay, we, 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 we hate this shit and we want to make a political album. We want to make a protest album. We did, none of that came up. I think it just, the amount of news we were consuming, it just, that's all we were talking about all the time. Yeah. Like we'd have a couple of glasses of wine at night instead of talking about it. Like, it, you know, it seemed like when I go out to Toronto, Trump came up somehow all the time. And so it just seeped in and, you know, we're not, we're not fans of the guy, obviously. But, you know, it's, it's also about other things that are going on in the world as well. Like, it's not just America. Um, we're lucky enough that we get to tour around the world. So we see chaos and, and division and all this stuff in, in so many other countries as well. Um, so it's not just about American politics. It's, you know, the Brexit thing was going on for a long time. And, you know, everywhere. There's chaos everywhere. So it's just kind of our, our opinion and our thoughts on the world as it is right now. Well, I'm glad you did it because there obviously needs to be more about this. And I guess, you know, within the music and the heavy music community, there's all of these bands who have this platform and have this voice to just spruik their thoughts and opinions. And as you're saying, observations on what's going on around the world. There's so much shit happening with this guy in charge and it doesn't just affect America, it affects everyone. So I think the more people who are brave enough to voice their concerns about this, especially with bands with a platform like you guys, the benefit it's going to have for mankind in the end, really. And plus Plus, we get to fucking rock out to these songs at live shows. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you know, even just bringing up and talking about it, the more, the more not to preach at people, I like to like bring up the, the issue and have people research and do their own research. And I feel like if people do the proper research on both sides, coin on the left and right, I think the the right decisions are going to get made and the right um, opinions are going to be formed. Um, I think it just takes people to like think about it and research on it and really. To, you know, have formed their own opinions on it. You know, we're we're not here to like be preachers or anything like that. We just have our own opinions and we just want to bring up the issue. And that's the thing. Like, if people listen to it and agree with you, then they follow through. If they don't agree with you, then they don't have to listen to that song. There's plenty of other songs on the album that they can listen to. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like you you follow suit if it's something you're passionate about. If you're not, that's fine. Just skip that song when it plays. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I've I've had people message. Um, on social media that I know are, are Republicans that don't agree with some of the songs lyrically, um, like a 45, but they love the song. It's like they can still listen to the song and not agree with our opinion on it, uh, or what we're trying to say, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's like Rage Against the Machine. Like, you know, how many Republicans love Rage Against the Machine? Rage Against the Machine is <laughs> like, you know, super political. So it's like, it, you know, it, it, it works. It's, it's just, you know, it's there, it's our opinion. 
Well, I'm glad you voiced that opinion because it's a fucking great song and it's going to go down in history as one of your best songs you've released to date so far. So, uh, And the best thing about this is, look, there's nine other tracks on this new album, Order in Decline, which all have their own signature kind of feel to it. I mean, even as well as uh, Never There, which is uh, Derek opening up about being raised from a broken family and a father that was never around. Like, I can relate to that so much on such a massive level. And it's more of like the slower, ballady kind of song. Yeah, yeah, that one's really special. You know, obviously we've known each other, this band, we've known each other since we were in the ninth grade. We met when we were 14 years old. So I've always known since that time that Derek never met his real father. So, you know, and he's, he, we don't really talk about it all that much and he's, he never really brings it up all that much. So when he brought this song and sent it to me, I was pretty shocked. I was, I, and I, but I was pretty happy that he wanted to finally like get it out. You know, yeah. it's almost like you can treat writing music as a little bit of therapy and obviously maybe he, it's something he needed to get out and I'm happy he did and it's, I think it's one of the best slower songs we've ever done and you know it's actually on the album being a slow song but it's it's one of the heaviest songs on the record in, in just a different in, in just a different way it hits you it, it literally hits you like a Mack truck because I grew up from a, uh, a broken family as well too and over time like for me the song that I listened to growing up as a teenager was Blink 182 Stay Together for the Kids and now that I'm a, an adult and you know I've also got uh, a son who comes from a broken family as well too so I listen to this I'm like fuck am I that father am I that person now to him so it hits you on a whole different level like the older you get yeah, it is. I mean, I, when I watched the video when we got the final edit, I, I definitely teared up. And I and, you know, I never have to go through any of that like you and Derek had to. Yeah. But um, it's just, I mean, you just can't help. Like, I have kids. I think that's why it hit me. Like, I have two children of my own. So it's just like, yeah, just it, watching the video and listening to the song, it really does hit the heartstrings a little bit, <laughs> you know. Well, look, after 20 years, you're still doing that. You're hitting heartstrings, you're erecting boners, and you're, like, gaining international success with new fans each and every day that passes. Uh, the new album, Order and Decline, is out July 19. It is an absolute whirlwind. Make sure you get yourself a copy. Cone, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. Hopefully, we'll be over in Australia in 2020. <laughs> Nation, a character assassination. You 
to Wall of Sound, up against the walls, some 41 special. Do you think about me? Cause I don't have any doubts. You must in this life, even though you're never there, I didn't feel you disappear from sight. You did it.
Another fantastic ballad from the band's new album, Order in Decline. That's the song we spoke about briefly before. The very first time that Derek Wibley has opened up about the fact that he never knew his father. The music video for that song as well is a real hard-hitting tearjerker for anyone who grew up in a broken family or who might not know any of their parents, whether it be one or a distant one who's not around as much anymore. The video was dedicated to single parents all around the globe and you should definitely do yourself a favour and go and check that out. Just grab a box of tissues. But look, I didn't want to end this podcast on a low, so all I want to say right now is Sum 41 are a fantastic band. We've seen their progression over the years and everything that they've done from those early 2000s to here we are now, almost 20 years in the music industry. They've had their highs, they've had their lows, and they are returning to form with this new album, which is out on Friday. Order and Decline is a fantastic release from the band. Uh, They are definitely at the peak of their game again, and it's taken them some time to get to where they are. So if you were a fan back in the day and you haven't really jumped on board since a couple of the albums ago, I highly recommend you do that. Check out 13 Voices and then get yourself ready for this album which comes out on July 19th through Hopeless Records. As Cone said, the band are looking at a return to Australia in 2020, so fingers crossed we see a headline tour for them across the country. Once again, we'll keep you updated on everything involving the band at wallofsoundau.com. So don't forget to jump on there and go get involved with the Wall of Sound community. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for us at Wall of Sound AU. But that's it for this very special edition of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Thank you so much for checking it out. Don't forget to give it a like, subscribe, share it around, tell your mates about it, whatever it might be. And I've got to give a big shout out to Ben Ando, Aaron Jerkins, Jack O'Darmody, Bruce Jerkins as well too, who uh, were one of the founding members of our little group from back in the day who got me into Sum 41 and a big shout out to Jason Fergie who uh, gave me that very first burnt CD from the band. If it wasn't for you I probably wouldn't have come across this band and grown to appreciate them as much as I do today. Hopefully you're in the same boat as well. But before we get out of here it's time to get on a classic track from the band to wrap everything all up. We've hit the bitter end of this podcast so let's get that song on right now. This is the bitter end on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you next week. Wait.